Hello. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the center of Death Valley. This is, of course, the Devil's Advocate's legally distinct podcast, variety show, band, uh, talk core, coyote core, crow core, cicada core. Um, there's a couple more cores in there. We have a lot of cores. If you I've really, actually if forgotten you, them. If you really need to know, go back to season six where we 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 told you every single one every episode. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, in yeah. season seven now. I don't think we have to keep no, doing no, 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 it. No, 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 they know now. Yeah, yeah, they know. We, we're, the, we're the core podcast. We're the <laughs> yes. We come up with new cores all Porn the time. Core. Oh yeah, that one is for sure. Um, this is John. I'm Dave. And uh, today we're going to continue the conversation we were having about shamanism. Of course, if you uh, saw the first episode we did on that, The Shaman Files Part 1, then, then you know, we mostly talked about Castaneda and Carlos Castaneda. Well, he, he's, he's the most uh, mainstream writer of, of shamanism in the Americas. I, I would disagree. Who do you think is the most... Mainstream writer of, of shamanism in America, Carl Jung. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he he's also a good one. Yep. And and on that note, so you know, because you explained a little bit of of about Castanadian uh, shamanistic magic, and and I know you have a lot more to say. About oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got nine books to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's great, but I think we should probably start somewhere a little bit more basic than sewing the eyes shut on lizards <laughs> and covering yourself in deterra paste. Should we talk about the uh, peyote cults of the Midwest? I want to I wanna go further back than that. I want to go, first of all, I want to break it down for people who may not even know. Because not everyone knows what a shaman is. Oh, they, they might hear us talking about shamans and just think of like some horribly offensive... A uh, stereotypical cultural thing that is not actually uh, in, like a good overview of shamanism. So, so should we start with the definition or where it came from? I think explaining what shamanism is and what it's meant to do is probably the first place we should start. All right, shamanism is uh, a metaphysical art. Uh, uh, that uses altered states of mind to heal and sometimes do dark, evil things as well because there's always a land in dark to all magics. Yeah. It's mostly nature-based. Mm-hmm. Across, across all cultures, it's usually found in, in tribal societies. Very, very true. Uh, other names for it will be like a, a witch doctor or a uh, healer, medicine man, medicine man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to break it down uh, a little bit more than that, to break it down to its bare bones, uh, a, a shaman is a healer. Yeah, and um, and there's actually different ways of, of approaching this. So you you mentioned that it's a hypothetical, or it, not hypothetical. There's nothing hypothetical about it. No, no, no. This, um, this is all this is all <clears throat> metaphysical. Gonna, yeah. Now, I would say that's not necessarily always the case. No, no, no. Sometimes, because, it's, sometimes it's very physical in what they do. Well, think about... I think... All right, so modern day life... Here, you want to yeah. start the coyote weed? Modern day life, you, I, I was thinking about it, and, and, and I'm like, you know, do we even have shamans anymore? And I was starting to think, no, we don't, you know, it's... You know, we're all fucked. But no, that's actually... No, 
That's not true. What about therapists? Oh, yeah. They're... What about psychotherapists who specifically uh, have practices of helping their patients to delve into those uh, dark parts of their mind, the shadows that they don't want to look at, and help guide them through uh, so that they can find... A, so that the patient can find the solution to their own suffering. That is a good example of it. Um, but and, and, and I would... Although, I would say that a lot of the techniques that they're using are still, like, based on a lot of, like, the old traditional yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, you, might, yeah, you might not see as much stuff, like, with, um, like, utilizing uh, animal guides or uh, things of that nature, but, but... There's a lot of perception therapy. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of delving deep in, into, the, into the inner psyche. Meditation mm -hmm. used a lot. Yes. And I thought that was an interesting thought and, and would help people who might have a hard time understanding what shamanism is to understand it a little bit better. If, if you've ever done therapy because you needed something inside of you to be healed or something ne needed to be looked at, then you've actually engaged in shamanism, I uh, think. Sh shamans are very, very adept at reading people. Yeah, they need to be. Yeah, it's, it's just an innate skill that they have. But where do you think that skill comes from? Where uh, do you think the where do you think shamans come from? Um, well, there was definitely a need within the tribe for for a healer of some kind, mm -hmm. and like may, maybe some of the hunters were, were suffering from PTSD sim, symptoms from from the way ways that they hunted. They were very barbaric. Losing, they probably lost a lot of people that they cared about mm -hmm. in horrible, horrific, brutal ways. And sickness was was rampant. Mm -hmm. And then there was always a spiritual element that that, that early uh, humans were dealing with. Yeah, because <clears throat> they believe, and it just sort of developed from a need uh, need of the tribe. Yeah, a lot of them believed that, uh, in a very literal sense, the world around them was alive and had spirits of their own, um, and that and that things happened because. Because of those spirits, so like you know, if someone got bit by a snake, then there was a, then, then they had uh, you know a belief system that there was a reason for this. that had something to do uh, with, with with the spirit of the animal. Yeah, with the nat with nature and with that person's relationship to nature. It it wasn't healthy, so they got punished for it potentially. And there was other ways of looking at it too. But I mean, that's just one example. But yeah, you're right in in pointing out that especially in the early shamanistic practices if we're talking about how it started then yeah yeah yeah. and then and then it just sort of off shot, shot from there they observed they they observed ways. animals tripping so they so they decided to try it and they found that it that it gave them a closer connection to the source yeah exactly <clears throat> and, and so it's like i'm wanting to point out uh one thing which is that you know psychedelics and things like that aren't necessarily needed for shamanistic no no in, in the in in the plains indians and in the West Coast uh, uh, natives, I should use the right term. Indians, Indians is old and derogatory. Yes, I was, I was, I, I didn't want to be the one. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they, they they trained altered states of of of, uh, of uh, perception. Right, but through, through through starvation usually. Yeah, yeah, through through physical means it, rather it, than. It, it's always torturous to become a shaman. It's never easy. That was the next thing I wanted to talk about: the path of the shaman. It's not an the easy path, one. Yeah, the path of the shaman. 
And, like, sometimes you're brought onto the path by accident. Sometimes, like, you're doing psychedelics and it opens your mind to something. Or maybe you choose the path. Or the path comes for you and someone pulls you onto it. Yeah. And, th- and now you're stuck. Kind of. Yeah, well, kind of. I think w- when you say you're stuck, uh, what, what I think you really mean is once your eyes are open, you can't close them. No, not at all. No matter how hard you try. Once you kick that door open, it's open. Or someone kicks it open for you. Or yeah. something kicks it open for something you. Something kicks it open for you. It's my... <laughs> I will say the most reliable way is for you to do it yourself, but it can happen in many different ways. As you were mentioning, like, um, and in fact, I can say that that happened to me, like, in my young days, uh, experimenting with psychedelics. I didn't realize how lost I was. In fact, at that time in my life, I really thought I knew everything. Yeah, you you did, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. remember how you were what a pompous mu- little fucking ass I was? And, you were the worst Muppet. And every single thing, every single person had to say, I, what, I knew something, I knew more about you, it. And, and you knew better than them, and yeah. no one ever knew more than you. And but if someone did, it was an extraordinary person, and... Like you respected them with like 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 uh I re- I remember like, I never knew more than you on anything and it frustrated the fuck out of me. <laughs> like like our friend Gambit. Oh yeah, Gam- Gambit always knew more yeah, than you. Yeah, yeah, and, and I loved him. <laughs> and I loved him for it too because he could teach me and he and he and he actually was a huge catalyst that that helped me to see my own bullshit because he would call me out on it. Yeah, because he's had just that to. type of person. Somebody had to. But anyway, the point being is I didn't realize I was lost in suffering, right? And then I started taking psychedelics and and thinking I was going to party and have fun. But that's not what happened. And that's not what happened. My eyes were open to my own reality, my own role in my own suffering. And that if I was going to come to a solution and that I had to find it myself. And by that, I mean, not meaning that I wasn't going to have help, but that I was always going to be the one having to do the, the work. No yeah, one yeah, was yeah. going to do the yeah, work yeah, for yeah. me. It, there's a lot of personal, personal accountability in, in shamanism. If you can't take accountability for yourself, you can't be a shaman. Yeah, if you're blaming the world for your problems, then you're never going to see what you, you're never going to understand what the problem is. And if a shaman's blaming you for something, they've looked at it and they're like, "No, it's your fault." And it probably is, because really, if you're if you have a problem in life, a lot of times you are the reason. Yeah, there are things out of your control, of course. That's nobody's saying otherwise. Yeah, but. but but a lot of you, you, oh. it's, it's your choice how you react to those things. That's for sure. So, and that's sort of the, one of the things that the shaman has to look at. But I think another interesting aspect of shamans that I have noticed and have uh, seen in my studies as well: um, the idea that the best shamans, the best healers, the best therapists. <laughs> Are ones <laughs> are one, okay. yeah, yeah, I know. It's like coyote weed. The best healers in the world are the ones that that were sick or are sick. Mm-hmm. They are. They are. They have the, some sort of sickness themselves. The wounded healer. That the reason why they're so good at it is because they have face their own darkness and learn how to approach it. Live with it and 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 make it a partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It becomes their ally. You think that you have to fight against this thing. You Mm -mm. spend your whole life fighting a war and then in the end you realize that the answer is to just 
make is to accept it for what it is and and to learn about it and and in doing so a lot of the things that were big demons become you shine a light on them and it was just an illusion a shadow i i've practiced shamanism for a lot of years and my biggest frustration in it in it has been people not listening to the things I say. <clears throat> and and just like not listening to the good advice and only listening to the bad. I can think of this one girl who came to me when we were in college together and was like, There's this guy and he's bad for me. But there's just something about him. I'm like, just leave him leave it alone, leave it alone. No, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, okay, then just go fuck him. You know what she did? She went and fucked him the next next day. Well, I mean, so that is another part of the path of the shaman because you don't have any control over anybody. That, in the end, the path of the shaman is learning that the only thing you actually have full control over is yourself, um, and and that is the awakened shaman. Is the fully awakened shaman has fully realized themselves and has fully. Uh, and, and and has control over these things because they've accepted that that is where they have control, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. someone comes along and says they need help and the shaman gives them, gives them the answer. Or more to the point, shows them where they can find the answer in themselves because that's really the, the job of the shaman. Because mm-hmm. you can't just give them the answer. <clears throat> no, no, you have, to, you have to show it to them. You no, you, you have, have to, to you show you have to show them that you have to show them that they are able to find the answer. You know, even if you know the answer, like it's more along the lines of showing them that they have the tools to lead themselves mm-hmm. to it, um, and they don't like they don't require they only require a guide to get as far as realizing that they've got that power, and then once that has happened. It's over. They can awaken. Death dog. Settle down. More death dogs. All the death dogs. Um. There's also this idea, and let's go back to Castanadian shamanism for a second. uh, That sometimes you have to trick someone onto the path, onto the shaman's path. What? Yeah, like, sometimes they're going to be a little unwilling. It's scary. When you find someone with, with the aptitude, <clears throat> and is coming into the world world of, like, a 25, 26-year-old with no experience, sometimes you got to bait them a little bit. Bait them? Okay, I, I can see that. And, and trick them, I'm like, I don't know about tricking tri- them. Tri- to, to say trick them is, is to put them into situations where where they come face-to-face with with what the world is really like. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's valid, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Throw them in the deep end. Yeah, like... Um, for, Not that that's actually a good way to teach kids how to swim, but we're talking about something different. <laughs> for for, for uh, Carlos Castaneda, his teacher uh, unleashed a spirit on him and and tricked him with it, scared him for, for years with it. Man, made I don't know fe- about made, this. made him feel trapped. All right, and, look. And, and then, but, 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 but then, then he, he figured out... Figured out everything about it and and was was set totally free by it by the experience all right well that's i don't I, know if i condone no, no I, don't, I don't i don't condone any part of castanadian sorcery i feel it, like it's also a very hard path 
Oh, okay, well, I've actually... It's not like the first time I've heard something like this. I've heard people tell me that are on the same, on this path. Um, I can actually think of two people that come to mind um, who were... who wanted to get on the path, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's like... That has to be the prerequisite. The person has to want it in the first place. Like, uh, like it can't just be like, I think you'll be good at this, so I'm gonna manipulate you until you do what I want. Well, well, Carlos Castaneda wanted to learn about this stuff. He was going to study. Uh, did the person want to do that though? In the yeah, he, he he agreed he to it. To, okay, all right, he, he agreed then, to it totally. All right, if it's consensual, then it's different. I it the way I took it was that he just was like. Emotionally manipulating no, no, no. this he, person. No, no, he he kind of like uh, Carlos Castaneda comes to Don Juan and he's like, "I want to learn about peyote." Okay. And Don Juan's like, "Well, there's nothing really to teach you about, it, but I can teach you about other stuff." All right. So he's like, "If I'm giving you your t- my time, you're going to give me your time. So whenever you come to learn from me, I'm going to teach you." Okay. Even if it might not be something you think is relevant, I'm going to teach you about what I know. And Carlos Castaneda wanted to know what he know- knew. All right. All right. So he, that was the, the trick because that was the trick. I see. Yeah. That's not a, really a trick, though. No. Not not. And I see what you mean now. I was I, 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 I was a little confused, but now I'm on board. Um, yes, I've actually heard about this kind of thing. Um, I can think of, of two people in particular that went to people that they knew were further along in the path, and when they started getting help from this person it was given to them in a way that personally i don't think i would drive with you know me aside from the fact that i like being stomped on and having glass shoved up my ass you know that's all a whole different side of yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're not a masochist you're just, or no you're not you're not a sadist you're just a masochist like otherwise otherwise um you know i don't like i'm not like really into like super aggressive ways of doing this kind of stuff. No, 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 um, no, no, no. You're you're the most peaceful person on the path I know. But you I don't like you don't like you don't even like to teach anybody about the path. Exactly, because I feel like, you know, it's it's if you need to know the you, you'll find you, the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I'll I come did. to you. The Tao will lead you. I didn't I I had I had help, obviously, but I mean, it's like it did, came to me. Did you have any <laughs> formal teachers? Yeah, basically. A couple? Yeah, a few. Um, and one of them that I'm thinking of, it, like, when I was told about the training that they got, it sounded like abuse. And whenever I called it abuse, they were like, you don't know what you're talking about. You just, this is, you have no idea what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's not abuse. I wanted this. I needed it. It is, like, if I didn't, if I thank my lucky stars every single day that I got this, that I got this treatment. Okay, so and I'm tell, like, tell, me, right. tell, tell me about these two people. Um, I can only mention so much, but I, I can mention that le- that one of them, their leader, uh, would just straight up call him stupid. To, oh, to oh, that, that that person. Yeah, yeah, like just straight up, like berate them until they they got the point and just say like, and, and I would just be like, I I would hate that. That sounds horrible. That's that's terrible. But there but there's some like there's some uh, there's something about that like being broken down, allowing yourself to be broken down. Yeah, another one of my teachers had something called EST training, which is all which it sounded to me like military boot camp. Another breaking down mixed with mixed with tantric screaming and shit, and I just didn't get it. But I don't need to get it. All I need all I needed to know was that it worked for them, and they were way further along on the path than me, 
and had a lot to teach me. Yeah. Even if it was, just like you're saying, lessons that I didn't think were relevant, the older I get, the more I realize it really all was... With, with a few, with a with a few very special exceptions that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm not gonna mention it, but it's one of them had some not so great views on some social subjects that we're not gonna bring up. But <laughs> every, from every that, path has a has a shady side. <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> even Christianity. What the, even? <laughs> What do you even, Chris? Especially, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We know who our viewership is. Even Christianity. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We know. Yeah. Ever since. Yeah. Ever since season three. Ever since the one episode that they won't leave alone. Yeah. Season four. Was it season four? Yeah. Season four. I thought it was a season three finale. It was a season three finale. I that might so. be right. Yeah. yeah. That's season three. Ugh. Don't go. They they love it. They they just love it. I don't get it. So, uh, Castanadian shamanism sounds very intense. There's bit there, there's a lot of different types. The thing about it is, I think um, that you know we should get more into this. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, a, and, a, and a, we're, we should wrap it up here, and. And, and give it a conclusion. The conclusion is... Um, so, shamanism is hard. Shamanism is a hard path, but... It's very it's, rewarding. It, it's, well... I would say it's very actually, rewarding. Actually, being a human is a hard path. Being a shaman is the practice of recognizing that. Yeah. And learning how to communicate it to others. And and survive. Yeah. Shaman, if if you notice, shamans are are very long lived people. You don't see many dead young shamans. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe, I feel like it's got to be a few. There's I always think... a couple outliers, and most of them live into their sixties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm not. I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't know the stats on that one, but. Um. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about this. Uh, we definitely didn't get into. We 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 skimmed the surface. We we. This is the tip of the iceberg. Here, I'll I'll even prove it to you. Carlos Castaneda was born in 1923. He lived in 1966. He was. He was what 73 years old when he passed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't know. You I, never I, I, know. <laughs> you never know. That's that's that, that that's the the theme of this podcast. You never know. Are we sponsored? You never know. You just never know. We're sponsored by you. Just never, never know. know. Never, never know. know. No. No. <clears throat> never know. Never know.